Welcome to Triumph and Disaster, a show dedicated to manly creativity and culture. Brought to you by your host, Cameron McHarg. Hey guys, it's Cameron McHarg, and this week, finally, I have someone that's not involved in the movie industry. I've, you know, I've never meant it to be like this. It just happens to be that most of the guys I know tend to be, you know, somehow involved, actors or directors or whatever the case may be. But I've never intended this show to be just about that. And um, so, finally, I have Wordsmith, who is a uh, a major street artist uh, based here in L.A. Man, I really, really, really enjoy this conversation. I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm proud to put this one out there. He's a great guy and a real artist, a writer and a street artist and a, and a good guy. And I hope you guys enjoy this as much as I do. Here's Triumph and Disaster. All right. I'm here with Wordsmith in his uh, living room. We literally met like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> so we're just going to start from scratch. And uh, we started out with... Uh, well, you you uh, you know introduced me with your with your name, obviously, which we're not going to mention. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, about how that works? Yeah. Uh, hello, everybody. I am the LA-based street artist known as Wordsmith, and um, yeah, as far as the the name Wordsmith and retaining the anonymity, um, you know, when I first started, it was something that I did because of the legality of things. I mean, technically, what I do, painting on walls, is not you know, legal here in the city of Los Angeles or any city for that matter. Um, but as time went on uh, or as time goes on, you know, great things are happening. People are liking the words that I'm tattooing on walls and um, the city of LA, for example, you know, hired me a couple months ago to put up motivational phrases along the route of the LA Marathon. Uh, so when stuff like that is happening, I care little less about the legality. Um, you know, again, I'm doing something that I think is is trying to send you know positive messages and inspirational messages in any city that I work in. Uh, and I also think you know what I do um, beautifies. You know what I mean. Um, you know, a city or or like an electrical box. If I'm putting a piece on that, uh, and. Um, I get why cities have rules, you know what I mean? Graffiti and vandalism is something, it is, you know, a problem or can be a problem. Uh, but I think I danced the line on that. And uh, as I said, you know what I mean, as time went on, I, I, I kind of cared less or, or, or worry less about the legality of it um, because of things like that happening. But the reason I still retain my anonymity, it's it's very simple. It's that the mystery works in my favor. Um, I think there's something to, you know, the, the audience that I have, uh, any audience, you know, just somebody even they, they turn a corner and see, you know, a piece of mine. It's kind of like, who did that? Who, who, who took the time and energy to put up, you know, this on this wall or this Absolutely. utility box? So, Absolutely. So yeah, I think the the mystery definitely works in my favor. Even though if you meet me at any juncture, if you meet me at a gallery show or if I'm putting up a piece, I have no problem shaking anybody's hand and saying, "Hey, hi, hello. Here's who I am." You know what I mean? And and uh, and tell you like I told, like I just told you when you you met, you know, to say, you know, that you know the name that my friends call me. You know, it's, what you just said was interesting. We're going to bounce around all over the place, by the way. We're not going to like That's good. start from where you're born and go until now or something. I'm yeah, nimble, so, so I can, I can, I can, I can um, move. I, it's, it's ironic. On the way over here, I actually saw one of your things on, on Sunset <laughs> about a mile away, which was funny. But when you said about the anonymity, you know, your stuff, I, 
I think for me, it's almost like, I think, I think you're absolutely right with that. I think it's important, not just for you, just for people that, that see your stuff, because it almost, I think it, I think it speaks to everybody personally. Almost everything that you do is is a message, and I'll be I'll be posting a bunch of your stuff. So if people aren't familiar with you, it's on the on the triumphandisasterblog.com. So I'll, just so they see what you do, and we'll talk more about that later. But cool. the messages, I think, they've spoke to me. I've taken pictures of them, not even to send around, just because I thought it's just kind of what I needed to hear at that time, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if it when it's it, when it's anonymous, it almost feels like. Um, it's meant for you in a weird way. You know what I mean? It's not like, do you know what I'm trying to say? I do know what you're trying to say. And and there's a couple things in there. First of all, the proximity. Um, like, I do live in Hollywood. So if you go down Sunset, there are a lot of pieces. Because um, I like to own my neighborhood. But it's also where I'm driving around and walking around the most. So I constantly see new walls or walls become available if they get painted over. So so there is a lot of work uh, in, in the in the, in the the proximity of, you know, Sunset between, you know, whatever we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Crescent Heights. Um, and two, yeah, the, the, the anonymity does work in, in the favor there. Like, when I started... Um, you know, I, I knew I knew what I wanted to do. It wasn't as calculated as I knew I was going to be here where I am, you know, now. But but when I started, I, I just kind of felt that I knew I was going to do word based because I'm a writer, um, and I just thought being positive was needed. You know what I mean? And first, it was in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? It's it's there's a lot of. Um, negativity and there's a lot of you know it's a roller coaster ride so there's a lot of you know there's a lot of despair here I despair think. Yeah, yeah i was you know say it's just so i, I kind of thought that w- w- the reason the, when i started the first inkling was i'm going to say things to people here in los angeles that i wish they would have said to me when i first arrived you know because we all arrive here with a, a agenda or a plan or dreams and and uh and and that roller coaster ride is tough you know what i mean la's been very good to me but no matter how good it is you still have those ups and downs. So I really wanted to kind of approach that and just kind of like talk to people and, and kind of say things that I knew anybody needs to hear. And that's the beauty of it. It started off with Los Angeles. And I used to, I use a phrase called doing time in Hollywood. And that's, those were the things I wanted to say to the people doing time in Hollywood. But I quickly realized that it's not just Los Angeles and it's not just doing time in Hollywood. It's doing time anywhere. Yeah. Um, everybody has dreams or needs positivity all across the country and all across the world. So it really kind of turned into something that just wasn't LA based. And those positive messages I saw really early on were resonating with people, even though they kind of were written for Hollywood or mm-hmm. the early ones were written for Hollywood or just people, you know, chasing the dream. It it really is a universal thing. And and yeah, the anonymity works in the favor because it does feel like it's just, you know, the universe speaking to you exactly. or or turning a corner and it's a sign. You know what I mean? That, exactly. That's exactly. And I hear that all the time. That's exactly what I needed to hear today. Um, and that's 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 awesome. That fuels my creative fire because because those words are resonating and and people can kind of discover them at any juncture. Like 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 my success and and it's I'm very modest person but you know my success and my following has now translated into me being right on a daily basis like all over the world which is 
for a writer that's living the dream. But at the heart of it is still that grassroots attitude. And, and no matter what happens, I'll always do those pieces in the streets. Like I just went to Chicago and I was brought over to Chicago to do amazing work for a couple companies. Like one was just in this building that was just very creative and inspiring. And they brought me over to do these very large, you know, grand, awesome pieces. Um, and then I worked for a couple other companies and that was great because I know those pieces will stay. You know what I mean? They're in their stores or in their locations and they're going to stay. So that presence is indelible. And that was huge for me. But guess what? Um, when I was done with those things, I turned around and hit the streets and 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 put up pieces for what I call for the people. Like it's putting art on the street is art for the people because I always will do that because I love the idea of some random person that doesn't even know who I am turning a corner and discovering me. You know what I mean? Whether it's just the words and it puts a smile on their face or changes their days, or they look at the name and research me and maybe fall down the rabbit hole that is now you know my online presence or my social media presence. Um, um, and that's awesome, you know what I mean? To, so to any degree, just affecting people in that manner is is pretty damn amazing. And it really is yeah. the ultimate, isn't it? It really for, is. For because, an artist of any kind, I would think. Yeah, and the, and the beauty of it is I started this for me. Um, you know, there's a story there, but I started it for me. And, and I always say if I had 500 followers, I'd still be doing it. You know what I mean? I maybe wouldn't be doing it as much or as grand or, or we maybe w- wouldn't be here talking, but I'd still be doing it because I'm having so much fun. Um, and, and I think that shows in the work, but that also is, um, you know, it goes both ways. Like the fact that the words are resonating, the fact that I get messages from people all the time and I know that, that it's changing things or people's days, weeks, months, or, or lives, if I can say that again, I'm very modest. It motivates me. It adds so much fuel to that creative fire. But again, at the heart of it is, is I started it for me and the fact that, you know, and that that became a word. It's like do it for yourself and hope that what you do resonates with others. And I think that is the secret to success or happiness in what you do. Because, like, let's say as a writer, it's like if you're writing something, like if you say I'm going to write a zombie flick because zombie flicks are are popular. If you're a singer and you're like, oh, I want to, I'm going to sound like blah 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 because he or she is popular. You're doing it wrong. You literally need to carve your own niche and do it for yourself and, and believe in what you're doing, whether it's words or music or, or, or painting, whatever it is, and, 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 and do it for yourself. Make yourself happy. Write the things you want. Sing the things you want and hope that it resonates with other people. And if it does, that's awesome. But even along the way, I think it helps the roller coaster ride because if you're doing it thinking, oh, I'm going to sell this, you're ultimately, you're going to, you might resent it, you know what I mean? Or it just might not, it might not be as fulfilling as, as doing whatever for, for, for you to make yourself happy. Yeah, I could not agree more. And, and I think, and I've talked about this before a couple of times briefly about how I think like if you, uh, your audience may not be as large, maybe. I mean, but if you're if you're doing something that's for you, that's that's definitely with integrity. You're going no matter what it is. I mean, even if it's super experimental or whatever, or, or really off the wall, you're gonna you're gonna have an audience. You're gonna have an it, it'll be an intense audience. It might not be a large audience, but you'll it, you'll it'll find you and you'll it'll you'll have one. I really believe that. And your you know your stuff is like. Um, even what you were just talking about right now about avoiding trying to sound like someone else if you're a musician or, or whatever, be like someone else. 
you have such a a complete lack of cynicism in your in your work you know which is i mean if when people think of street artists most people in the mainstream world if they know of it at all they probably would think of banksy i'm, I'm assuming he's the biggest absolutely and uh and i love i love him like most so do people I. Do. but there is there's a lot of you know there's anger in there mm-hmm. and it's good it's justified and i think his i think he's making a big difference in opening people's eyes that way in, in ways that you couldn't by just you know speaking or or anything any other way the symbolism that he has is very powerful but you know there's anger and and there's cynicism there and i don't really see much of that in your work i see a little bit of critique sometimes like i wrote one thing down i don't really usually write notes down but just uh one of them that you i saw was smile it's a status update so it's an old school status update yeah yeah, so an old school yeah so um that's a little bit of a critique on uh on uh on this whole, you know, culture of, uh, you know, social media and, uh, and, uh, and likes and being like other people and sort of conformity. That's about as close as I've seen. Mm-hmm. And even then it's still a positive message. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there is, there's, I don't, I'm a very positive person, you know what I mean? So even if I do, you know, dance upon that line of, of critiquing, I try to do it in something that makes people think or smile yeah. or whatnot. Like one of the earliest ones I did, I, it was the first one I ever did, um, is uh, there's nothing sadder in the world than a pawn shop in Hollywood, which mm. sounds very cynical, you know what I mean? But it's not. It's just a creative way of saying, don't give up on your dreams. It sounds like a one-line poem, actually. Yeah, thank you. I, actually, it was spawned from, um, like, I, I'm a published author, and I wrote this book. I made the one, the I broke the one rule as a writer in Hollywood. You're not supposed to write about Hollywood. <laughs> but I did write a book, uh, and it was set in Hollywood, and there were a lot of views and opinions, um, and it got published, and it got great reviews, and and won some awards. It didn't wanna, sell a lot of copies. Well, what is it? Uh, see, that's what I won't. I won't. You won't do people it. think I'm crazy, which now I'm going to frustrate your audience. But <laughs> what I was getting at is there was a lot of of my opinions in embedded in the book, um, and that helped me launch wordsmith like a lot of those things like that line just going back to that this is uh-huh. why i brought it up and i probably shouldn't but, but i the reason i brought it up is that line you know there's nothing sadder than a pawn shop in hollywood is from the book you know what i mean and it, it um, sounds like something from a tom Waits song or something yeah to me. thanks you know what i mean but but yeah. and, and it's weird um like i also used to work in advertising uh, and i was in chicago working in advertising as a copywriter but i just wasn't doing the type of writing that i wanted to and and advertising as great as it is 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 tough you know it burned me out you know what i mean it, it, it does that, that to a lot of people yeah it, yeah. it has that nature so i am that cliche i quit my job and moved west and you know told my family and friends i was going to go you know write and they all thought i was crazy but la's been good to me but what i'm getting at as far as the copywriter and being a writer and it's it's wordsmith is such a merger of world where I did learn you know what I mean through advertising how to you know hone down a thought or polish a thought and less is more is a huge mantra of mine and that's that is wordsmith it's like literally um it's 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 just boiling thoughts and 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 phrases down to the the most fewest words but the most effective words and I pride myself in that and I hope I always do that you know and um and I think it's also why 
part of the reason why it's resonating or why it took off because we are living in a day and age where where communication is becoming less and less we're texting and we're using emoticons to express you know feelings and 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 emotions you know what i mean and and here's the amazing thing like there is a right place right time to wordsmith in that that is going on but what i've noticed is the act of let's say somebody turns a corner sees one of my pieces and takes a picture and sends it to somebody whether it's motivational or romantic that gesture or funny or and uh that gesture in this day and age is 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 amazing it's a going the extra mile you know what i mean of communicating with somebody you know what i mean and and it is because we're so shorthanded and it's and it's and we are so in the, in the day and age of emoticons but but it's an amazing thing to be part of that that people are using my work or my words to to express themselves further like the funniest right. thing this this makes me laugh so hard I hope it makes you laugh and the audience laugh, but an amazing thing happens. Like, like I'm a romantic guy, and I'll do like. I was going to ro- bring that up. Yeah, it, it's a lot of your stuff is very romantic. Actually. It There's is. It is, and we could talk about that. But know, anyway, further. But, yeah. but an amazing thing happens. Like, like I, 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 I think of you know a, a romantic phrase, and I have muses in my life. I have these you know women that you know what I mean. Whatever I'm trying to woo or or mm-hmm. whatnot. So I think of a a phrase, and and I work on it, and I polish it, and I print it up. You know when I think it's ready to go, and then I go out in the middle of the night or early in the morning, and I spray paint a wall. I risk you know all this as far as you know getting caught and and you know spray paint the typewriter and wheat paste the page and then I come back later and take an awesome picture and then I upload it onto my Instagram and when I do that literally romantic pieces my my comment section turns into like a get a room scenario because there's constantly <laughs> people sending it to whoever they're trying to woo or whoever they're in love with and 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 it goes this back and forth that makes me laugh but something keeps happening of you know like let's say it's a guy a guy sends it to a girl the girl will come back and be like you are the most romantic man i know to at bobby whatever that sent her the thing and i'm like wait a minute I wrote the thing. I risked everything. I printed it up. I took the picture. I uploaded. But that guy who said at Susie right. Q, That's he's he the most romantic man. So it makes me laugh every single time. But it's again that gesture of him tagging her in that in this day and age has just become like going the extra mile, and and it's it's awesome to be a, a catch all in that or just or caught in that you know phenomenon. Um, but it makes me laugh every single time. Yeah, and it happens more often than you think. It, it's, <laughs> no, it's, I'm sure it yeah, does. It's funny. I'm sure it does. I mean, I've done that. I mean, not the tag, but I've I've taken pictures and sent your stuff to people before. I mean, I've done it myself. Thank you. You you know you um you keep bringing up the fact that you're a writer and that, and that's what you are. Do you, that's what you can. That's primarily what you are. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, here's the crazy thing. I'm a writer. Like uh, like I said, I, I used to work in advertising. I've worked in. I came here and started writing scripts, both TV and movies. I've worked in documentary TV. I'm a published author. I'm trying to find time for my second book, but that's what's crazy. Like I got this crazy notion to start doing street art, and it it came from the need that I knew I needed an active hobby. I needed something that got me away from the computer for stretches of time. 
Um, so again, I started doing it for myself and it was a crazy notion that I'm like, I think I'm going to try to do street art. If I do street art, I'm a writer. So I'll do word-based street art. If I do mm-hmm. word-based, I think there's an image of a typewriter. And then, you know, it was a page coming out of it. And I just got excited about that idea and I just made it happen. I just started doing it again for myself. But, um, um, what, yeah, but what, why it works for me is because I am a writer. I'm a writer that loves to work in a lot of different mediums. Uh, like I don't believe in writer's block, I believe in project block. So if I'm blocked on a script or a book that I'm working on, I just shift to something else and, yeah. and keep writing. Um, but Wordsmith uh, is just that. It's writing in a kick-ass medium and it's fun as hell. So it has become a full-time job. Like this is what I do now. And like I said, I'm trying to find time that balance so I can work, uh, get my second book, get a first draft of my second book out. But it's a very good problem to have. Like the last year or two years, I haven't had time because Wordsmith keeps me busy and 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 amazing things are happening with it but that's great you know what i mean like i yeah. said i'm getting read on a daily basis and i'm writing in this kick-ass medium so it just works for me and it, it all is, feeds it back is, right it, yeah it is so surprising like i started this i never expected the following that i have i never expected to make a dime you know what i mean but again when you do stumble upon those things that you're passionate about and having so much fun and they're resonating with other people to the degree that it is becomes you know full time or or does support me. It's just you, it doesn't get better than that. It really yeah, doesn't. Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I mean, this is I do other things. This is not you know doing this podcast is not what I primarily do. I, I fucking love it though, mm-hmm. and I get to meet the, the greatest people, and and it's fascinating to me. And I, and I believe in what it's about. I believe in you know, this is all about. It's about you know guys, guys, and creativity, and mm-hmm. you know, and so I, I love it. But it's it it does with me too, kind of help um, draw relationships and people to me that feed you know what I do. Even it's just that it's just that this is a format that we can we can reach more people, and if you can do that and get your message out to more people. And it feeds what you what you really do, and fuck yeah, you. I mean, you win in every way. Absolutely, and, absolutely. And then there's something in there that, like, now that it's it's, I know it's resonating, and it has taken off to the degree that it has. Now my goal is just to get the words to as many places and to as many people as possible. And and that's not a greedy thing. Like I'm not I'm not like I need to rule the world, but I know that the words are resonating. I know it's making a difference. I know it's changing, you know, people's, you know, days, yeah. weeks, months, you know, and I said lives, you know what I mean, because I've gotten messages that that people have just, you know, outpoured with emotion, you know what I mean, of, of what something that I did, you know, did for them and, and how it changed, you know, their course in, the, in their lives. And that's amazing to hear. So it just makes me want to visit more cities and do bigger pieces and just, just, just have more opportunity for that small, you know, whatever it is, that small butterfly effect, I called it almost yeah. grassroots, of somebody turns a corner and if it puts a smile on their face, whether that corner is, you know, on sunset, you know, near me or or in Melbourne, Australia, it's just thrilling. It's just absolutely thrilling. I want to ask you about that in a minute, about where you've done everything, because I had, if that's that's an example. It's, a long, but, it's but, becoming um, a long list, but that makes me, it's kind of amazing, but yeah, we could talk about it. Yeah, some well, before, because yeah. there's just so many cool things that you're talking about there and I was just thinking how um, I think that you are unique and maybe there's others if there are I mean I don't know them but maybe I'm sure they may exist but what you do is technically street art but it is 
writing. It is like one or two lines, maybe just a few lines, but it's it's writing, but it's street art. So in case, again, people aren't familiar with your stuff, I think at least 90% of it is, is essentially like an old Remington, like an old old school typewriter. Yes. Uh, you know, with paper coming out of it with uh, a few of these like poems basically or you know words or whatever you want to yeah call it. i call Write, them words but i've heard them called poems you know phrases just indelible thoughts and phrases you know what i mean but uh i call them words wrd you know because i because wordsmith has no vowels in it so i just call them wrd as words uh and those that's what i call my pieces um but yeah it's always uh traditionally a painted typewriter and that's done via a stencil um, and I designed that stencil. Like I took probably five or six old fashioned typewriters that I liked and took elements of them and broke it down into what is essentially a single single layer stencil. I've played with multiple layer stencils, but for the street, there's nothing easier than just, you know, going up there and doing a single, single layer stencil. And now that, uh, I thought I would do more experimenting with that, like, like layers and, and just different styles. But, um, like essentially since I designed it the typewriter has stayed the same it's actually evolved over time and things have actually it's a kind of a less is more thing you know I'm finding I took away some elements and just made it less busy but people are now telling me that that image is iconic you know what I mean so I don't want to move away from it too far uh because people are saying that when they see it, they just want to get closer and see what the words say. Um, but yes, then it's also the second half of it is usually a wheat pasted page um, coming out of the typewriter. So right. it's a very simple idea, and that's what I got excited about. It's a painted typewriter with a literally a paper page coming out of it, and it, that paper page is a canvas. It allowed me to write whatever I wanted, and I write a lot. I'm very prolific, you know what I mean? So that really does... Um, it, the body of work grew really quickly and it continues to grow, you know what I mean? Because even though I have greatest hits, I have these ones that, these words that are very popular that I take to cities because it's it's literally bringing them to new places. I am always writing new things and getting new thoughts out there and that might be here in Los Angeles or in a new place that I go. And what I was going to say, oh yeah, the reason I say most of the time it's it's paint plus paper is when I do something very large, like I just did my largest piece in Chicago and it was 25 feet high, um, I did that all paint. And that's obviously because I'm putting it on the side of the building and I want it to last, so I paint a page and then I, I have stencils for the words. And, and that's cool too, but the essence of the idea, again, paper coming out of a uh, a, a typewriter is is really what I want to try to do most of the time. I like staying true to that idea. And um, obviously, this thing in Chicago was uh, you were hired for it. It was a you know, mm-hmm. but you, you still kind of do things kind of on the fly that aren't technically. Uh Absolutely. Yeah. 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 In Chicago, I mentioned it. uh, I I talked a lot, but I I mentioned it briefly uh, earlier is, yeah, I was brought to do work at a place called Lacuna and I did probably like 10 pieces of all sizes, 25, 17, 25 feet, 17 feet, 15 feet and did some six footers. Um, and then I did some work for Lululemon, you know, in their stores and that was great. That's work that I know is going to stay. It's going to be indelible. It's going to, it's going to, I'm going to have a presence in Chicago, you know, long after I leave. But then I did turn around and I hit the streets at night and put up, you know, 
pieces on construction walls or just these great walls that are, you know, just all over the city. Um, and I was working with some other artists. Like, they took me around and showed me some spots, and that was great. That's always great in any city, you know what I mean, to kind of have what I call handlers that know where to go. or huh, that's, or, that's or Yeah, yeah, because it saves time, you know what I mean? And then you also have instant lookouts, you know what I mean? Cause they, and it's great to do. I, I work with photographers a lot of the time, and it's great because then they document the work, and then I work with other artists because they know where to go, and when they're putting up work, I'm watching out for the cops we actually call it pizza um <laughs> if you see a cop you don't want to yell cop right, right. so we yell pizza if we see him. <laughs> so I keep an eye out for the pizza while they uh keep an eye out for the pizza while i'm working okay so this is something that is fascinating this is something that i'm sure most people you know at least think of whenever they see street artists how how do they how do they, you know how do they do this do they mm-hmm. do this by themselves do they get arrested how long does it take to do it I mean, you started out, I'm, I'm assuming when you first were doing it, it was just kind of you lone wolfing it, just running Absolutely. around at night. And, yeah, so for the longest time, it was, just, it was just me. And I was putting up very small pieces, and they didn't take me very long. Like, I could do a piece in like 30 or 60 seconds. Um, but as you get, as you go on, you know what I mean, and you, you want to do... First of all, nicer pieces, you want them to look better because, you know what I mean, especially when people are seeking them out. So that takes a little more time. When you do larger pieces, it takes more time. Um, and yeah, I worked alone for a long time and I'm always very, very careful. Um, I didn't like working at night, um, but I'm a morning person. I love getting up early. It's when I do my best writing. So I just started getting up a couple hours earlier. And at four or five o'clock in the morning, especially in Los Angeles, or really any city, there's not a lot going on. So you can hear and see surprises potentially coming around the corner. Mm -hmm. Having said that, you do anything at four or five o'clock in the morning and there's a spotlight on you. you right. I mean, like you if there's a out. cop, if there's a lone cop going down the street and you know, I'm hitting a wall. It's, it's literally, they're going to see it. So, so it's a give and take. Um, I, I like working in the mornings because it's so quiet, but I have found over time and this came from people giving me walls. I, I, I uh, the first wall I was given was like on Hollywood Boulevard and I, I was doing it and, and I realized I was there. I was taking my time. It was a very large piece, but I was taking my time and I think an hour went by and I'm like, I never looked over my shoulder, but nobody ever stopped. And this was like at noon. So I also over time has realized if you just do stuff any time of the day and look like you're supposed to be there, you <laughs> no can get away it. with more than than whatnot. And right. I know a lot of street artists, you know what I mean, that, that do that. You know what I mean? A lot of them just do wheat pasting because painting's a whole other thing. But And I've even resorted to things like with other artists and, and myself, like wearing the yellow vest, you know what I mean? Oh, and that's you funny. really look like you're supposed to be there, you know, right. kind of thing. And people actually think I'm buffing pieces and not putting something up. It's kind of a funny thing. got like thing. a hard hat. And but him. yeah, you really <laughs> kind of learn the tricks of the trade. And there are a lot of tricks of the trade when you do... You you know what I do, and um, but the very best is is rolling with other artists. But you got to find those people that you know have the same sensibility as you. You know what I mean, and work like yeah. you. And you know, I've gone out with some artists, and all they want to do is talk. And I'm like, you're supposed to be watching yeah. for cops. Yeah, you know, yeah, We'll talk later. But then I found those people that you just do the work, do the work, and then go hang out. You know, right. go get coffee or something, and shoot the shit, and talk about you know every 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 whatever. Talk about the trade. Right. Um, and that's the best. And I do have a good group of uh, people in a lot of different cities that I can now you know hang with and roll with and, and that's pretty great have you ever been arrested I've never been arrested uh, I have had cops roll up on me actually a couple blocks away 
Um, it was about a year and a half after I had started. Uh, I'm only three and a half years uh, uh, deep in this thing. Uh, so I kind of still say I'm still a baby because uh, there are people that have been doing it for a long, long time, and, and that's amazing. Um, but uh, it was about a year and a half after I started, and, and I was very lucky for that year and a half. But, you know, I, I looked over my shoulder and just saw these cops slow rolling up the street, and it was like at 5.30 in the morning, and I was like, shit. So um, they started talking to me, and I was actually more nervous than I thought I would be because it was the first time. <laughs> yeah. But like a minute or two into the conversation, one of the cops goes, hey, 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 don't worry. We actually like what you're doing. Really? Um, and that was awesome. Really? And that started the whole thing of, okay, they do get it. You know what I mean? They do get that it's positive messages. They do get that I'm not That's vandalizing amazing, or graffiti. Having said that, they still did run my name to see if I had any warrants or priors, sure. and I didn't, so that was a big thing in my favor. Um, but they also did say another cop, you know what I mean, a block away might have a different take on this right. whole thing, so be careful. And I totally respect that, you know what I mean? I do hope you know that I know the laws are in effect. Like I said, the laws are in effect because here in Los Angeles, a long time ago, they looked at spray painting as a gateway to gangs. So they mm. wanted to put a big slap on the wrist. So they made spray painting, you know, illegal. Or no matter what it was. Yeah, yeah. No matter what it was. So I get it, but I hope that that people see that. You know, I'm not a gangbanger. I I'm not I'm not tagging. I'm not vandalizing. I'm trying to do something that's making a difference or like we say, you know, that's very altruistic and, and, um, and yeah, so you never know. And I'm always very careful or as careful as I can be. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's always, it's always kind of crazy. Um, God, that's so fascinating to me. So back, can we back up a little bit and just, mm -hmm. uh, can you talk a little bit about, um, well, first of all, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about where, where, what cities, what countries that your stuff is up and, and, uh, and also, um, you know, whether it's like Chicago, have you had stuff in galleries, that sort of thing as well? I do. Um, uh, let me answer everything. Sure. So, so the list of cities is, is lengthy, um, but, uh, or it's getting there. And again, I'm very modest, but, it, but it, I love traveling. I love wanderlusting. So I take the art everywhere. Um, and I'll start in the States and then go overseas. But I am up in Los Angeles, uh, San Diego, uh, San Francisco, uh, New Orleans, uh, Chicago, Philadelphia, um, New York City, uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. I think that's everything in the States. Um, and then overseas, uh, London, Paris, uh, Edinburgh, Edinburgh, Edinburgh. That's what uh, I call Ed Edinburgh? it. Yeah. Is it Edinburgh. Yeah. People say Edinburgh. I yeah. think it's Edinburgh. Whatever. Edinburgh. Um, <laughs> and then Mon I love that uh, um, um, Melbourne, Australia. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm losing this. Oh, Krakow, Poland. I was just in Poland, which was awesome. I heard that's a great city. It yeah. is a great city. It's kind of amazing. And yeah. um, and I think that's it for for overseas. I might be forgetting a city or two. But um, but yeah, I love to travel. So I, I, I do take the art wherever I go. And I love going uh, overseas. Do, and, you, is, do you keep it in English when you when you go over there yeah I do actually there's there's occasionally and there's some places that are on my list that if I do go I will do um, pieces in other language or try to you know what I mean um, mm -hmm. but the funny story I tell is the first time I went to Paris I did a couple even though they love English I or 
seemingly love English. They won't admit that. But um, yeah, but yeah. I did do a couple pieces in French, and I had this couple that both of them grew up in 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 France and lived their entire lives. So they translated the stuff for me. But still, I put the pieces up, and people were like, "Oh no, that's Sounds not weird. how you say that." And everybody wants to critique it when it's in another language, especially Paris, because Paris you can say things five different ways. You know what I mean? And 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 they're also kind of. Uh, um, they just critique it, you know, more more than they would. So I learned just do English, you know what I mean, and people okay. will appreciate it. In those like those countries, like the countries that I listed and the countries that I've been, do speak, you know, a lot of English right. in, in addition to their language. So it works. If I did go somewhere, like if I did go to Japan or China or Italy, I probably would do pieces in those languages and try my hardest, my right. damnedest, to get it right. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, yeah. So I would do it, but, but predominantly, um, everything's in English. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, and then galleries. galleries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was an amazing thing. Like, like as you do this and, and if people are liking, um, you know, the work, two things happen. Like I do get a lot of requests for commissions and I did early on. And that was crazy because originally we talked about, I'm a writer. I started doing this, um, on a whim and I wanted to get the words out there and I was focusing on the words. And then really early on, um, after just a couple months, I started getting requests for commissions because people wanted those words in their lives. But that made me want to be a better artist. So I kind of took a little step back and, and, and learned more about the craft, like uh, learning how to make better stencils and bigger stencils and learning more about paint and spray paint, especially. And, and it's, it's crazy because I am a writer first and foremost. And I really, before I started this, I never considered myself an artist of the paint and brush variety. Mm -hmm. Now, after three and a half years, it's a crazy notion to say I do. I am an artist, and that, and I do think that the art has kind of like rose to meet the words. You know what I mean? And and people visually like you know what they're seeing in addition to you know verbally you know liking what they're reading. So so that is amazing for me, and 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 I love that. I think it was a hidden talent that I had. You know what I mean? Because. You know, I mean, there's 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 obviously artists that are just amazing, you know, that can freehand walls and and do incredible murals. And, and I think they're rock stars. Um, but 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 then I also know what I do. You know what I mean? I'm good at you know what I mean? I know how to make stencils. I know how to make stencils to be able to do a 25 foot wall now. And I'm going to eventually probably do something bigger. So so there's a beauty in that, in that if you want to express yourself and this is also a lesson for everybody. It's like if you want to express yourself, there's always a way you find a way yeah. I could never freehand a wall you know what I mean and do a mural like muralist um, but I'm a street artist and street artists are very resourceful and we find a way to do pieces very very large um, whether we're doing them on the down low or whether we're commissioned to do them um, and yeah so that led to galleries also when you're doing commissions and you know I work with um, canvas and reclaimed materials reclaimed wood metal glass um, and um, those pieces also, you know, translate into gallery shows. Um, I have been asked to be part of, you know, group shows and I've done, uh, some shows with other artists. I've yet to do a solo show. Um, it's on my list and, and I'm going to do something. And when I do it, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty fucking grand. I, 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 I am an ambitious person and I like to surprise people. So all I can say is whenever I do do a show, 
not not just a social, but whenever I do a show, I like to surprise people. I want people to walk in and you know they know the people know what I do. You know what I mean? It's just like you know, and I'll always do what I do, but you know, just just having that notion of surprising people is something I strive for. Uh-huh. So it sounds very um, vague, um, but it's not. All I know is when I do a solo show, it's it's going to be something a lot of fun, and it's going to kind of surprise people. And, and I have some plans for it. I'm just like figuring out, you know, the place and time. That, that's, that's super right cool, for though. It. Yeah. So, but okay. And speaking of this, and this is something that uh, I'm super curious about, and I'm sure other people are too, and this is related to uh, what you did in Chicago and also for the city of LA. I'm, I'm fascinated how that came about, by the way. So maybe this will kind of lead into that. But how did you begin to monetize what you do? This is an important thing, and this is something that um, I think it is. But it's something that also a lot of creative people get a little weird about sometimes. But the fact is, I mean, you, you can do things, you can do art, you can do things on the side and that's fine. But, um, you, you know, you need to pay your rent, you know, you need to have a life. And, uh, and, uh, I don't, not only do I not see a problem with it, I think you should, I think you should. And, uh, you know, people wonder how these, these, these street artists or any artist, but particularly a street artist, how, you know, they start out, running around at night and doing these things and and it turns into someone like eventually like Banksy for example like we talked about who's huge how does that happen how does that how how what is the progression how does that start and mm-hmm. how does um how how would somebody do that um it it's it's an amazing thing um and i don't think there's any formula to make it happen i think it goes back to what you know we talked about earlier in that you just got to find something that you're passionate about and and do it you know what i mean and and you know i started this as a hobby you know what i mean and i needed an active hobby so um i was having a lot of fun at it um so i just kept doing it and doing it a lot you know what i mean and and the the beginning um like as far as on social media, the beginning of seeing that it was resonating with people, even though when it was a small following, I just kind of saw that it was constantly growing or there was a domino effect or a snowball effect. And again, that fueled the creative fire. So um, I guess what I'm getting at is there is no formula, but if you're doing something you're passionate about and people like it, it can, you know what I mean, translate into something that that is is successful to a level of supporting yourself. I mean, that's the goal. There is some tried and true. I mean, if you're trying to be a musician, there is a path, you know, to doing it, to making the music, to doing live shows, to recording, to trying to sell records or get signed. Um, street art, I guess there's kind of a similar thing. I mean, you have to get the messages out there. You have to hope that they're resonating and, and it, people notice and, and it turns into things like requests for commissions or it turns into things like gallery shows um but all i can say is it's a formula that um i heard i think it was a filmmaker that that said it about about um about anything chasing your dream and it's talent plus perseverance equals luck and that's all you can do you know what i mean you can be the most talented people you can, person you can be the most um persevering person and just keep doing it but but it also needs to translate into luck you know what I mean and and it, I've been very lucky you know what I mean even though everything we talked about you know what I mean uh um just just the words resonating with people it it's just it's it's been 
key things that have happened or, or, or just, you know, things that continue to grow into something that is supporting me. And that's amazing. But I can't turn to anybody and sit there and say, this is how you do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Other than saying, just be passionate about it and be believe in it. You know what I mean? And, and don't do it because you think it's going to be popular. You think you're going to make money at it, but just, you know, like, like um, just come at it from a different angle, and you might be surprised at the results. Because if you're, if it's truly making you happy, um, there's a good chance it's going to make someone else happy, and hopefully that continues to replicate and snowball effect, and and just you know work in your favor. Right. Well, it's something of value. You're- yeah. Yeah, um, and um, and there's another thing to that. Like I, I said in the beginning, like I never expected to make a dime, and and uh, and as far as you know, monetizing it, like I do have you know T-shirts and prints out there, um, and and they do sell. But if you ever see that, like there's always a charitable overlay for me because again, I never expected it, and it was very altruistic thing that I'm trying to do. Um, so I always turn around. I pay it forward a lot too. You know, I'll always donate pieces to a good cause, and and I'll just always do do things. And it's because I just feel so fucking lucky. You know what I mean? That yeah, this, it's gratitude, that this is happening. Right? Yeah, and 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 I think that's part of it. It goes back to one of my most popular words. Um, that really encapsulate what Wordsmith is about, and that's aspire to inspire others, and the universe will take note. Um, and there's something to that, you know what I mean? I think that the fact that I was putting positive messages out there and chose to try to change people li- people's lives in that manner, um, you know, the universe took note of that, and, and karma was has been really good, and I hope it continues to be good. Um, and there's something to that too. We we talked about it earlier, but we didn't kind of talk about it. Is is yeah, I am very positive, and I am the positive person in in a world of street art that that I don't want to say is negative, but like you brought up the thing with Banksy, and it's very you know critical, and and I think that's awesome. I think that I there's there's street artists that are political, and they do it so well, and it is needed, and it is needed to kind of like show people just the craziness that's going on in the world, and the and the awfulness that's going. Going on in the world, I can't chose to come at it from a different angle. I am very much aware, you know, of the politics, and I'm very much aware of the terrible things that are happening in the world on a daily basis. Um, but as far as my art, I, I actually choose to to try to make people not forget that, but just you know what I mean, to turn a corner and smile or laugh or or be affected in a positive way it's not that i'm ignoring those issues but i just i just know what i wanted to do and what wordsmith is and it is not political it's actually the opposite it's to maybe like have people forget their troubles and again i keep saying this maybe that's for a moment maybe that's for a minute maybe that's for an hour maybe that turns into a week and a month but 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 i want to be that guy and that's what i'm striving for and that goes back to the other thing that i said now my goal is just to you know get up and and in as many different places and as big and as long as i can because because i do know that the words are affecting people and they're affecting people in a positive manner well, let me ask you this. I'm assuming, you know, you know, you want to help people um get past their troubles and not think about their troubles. Um just from what little I know about you and what I've seen and just even just from this last I don't know, 45 minutes or so of talking to you. And, you know, just being a person on the planet Earth, I mean, you I'm assuming that you have 
had some troubles and and uh and doubts as an artist maybe and you know as a person and you've gotten through it maybe maybe you mentioned something earlier about you know you're a writer and uh maybe i don't know if you you went through something and uh you decided you had to do this you had to do something out you had to get it out there somehow in another way maybe that uh might have been a form of overcoming something or overcoming a doubt for for example have you had some dark periods as an artist or doubtful periods and and i'm you know i'm like I said, I'm assuming you have. Absolutely, I'd be have, lying. Obviously, as uh, I'm a human, and I'd be <laughs> lying if I said I, I I have hadn't I haven't had ups and downs. You know what I mean, and gone through very you know troubled times. Without getting too personal, sure. I'll talk about something that's very universal. When I started wordsmithing, um, there was a woman in my life, and she was very much a muse, and a lot of you know the words that you saw were spawned from expressing myself to her. You know what I mean, and and again trying to woo her and just trying to um, make her smile and just express how I felt about her. And that was phenomenal. And then it's it's a year and a half now or more. um, She completely, for reasons that I still kind of don't understand or or struggle with completely pulled away from me and it was devastating it, yeah. it was it was it was shattering and everybody goes through that you know what i mean love nothing, is a, nothing worse really love, yeah love is a crazy thing and uh and and what i'm getting at is during that time the words especially the romantic words changed like it really went through this and i didn't know what the reaction was gonna be it went through this you know, not sunny thing, but just kind of talking and the amazing and talking about the, you know, what happened um, and and just, you know, that side of love. But the amazing thing is that's as universal as the positive. Absolutely. You know what I mean, people, people love, you know what I mean, expressing the positive. But then, you know, half the songs that are popular on the radio are about, you know what I mean, uh, shattered love or just unre- unrequited love um, you know what I mean so so it was amazing to me that I was like and I still expressed myself I still stayed true to who I was this was on my mind and I still put that stuff out there but it was as well as well received if not received like stronger you know what I mean yeah. then and it was an amazing thing to see you know what I mean so so yeah I, I have gone through it and it is expressed in the in the work um, as far as the motivational and aspirational it's really tough for me you know what I mean to get dark with that you know what I mean even sure. though I've had those times I don't want to be the guy you know that's saying you know negative things but but it was the, the, the great example is is the ups and downs of, of the romance uh the audience went with it and and even even kind of embraced it more because and it's not even yeah. to say that like it was all these people going through what I was going through it's just it's just you even if you're not head over heels in love you know if you read something like the only lie I ever told you is that I liked you and I already knew I loved you yeah you've been there at a period in time just like the the downside to the love the the the, the tough uh, portions of the love um and I'm trying to think of one, but it's actually a funny one, even though there was truth to it, is that, um, how did it go? It went, uh, it goes, um, um, if you love someone, set them free, and then check to see if they liked your posts, you know, every day, kind of thing. It was something to <laughs> yeah, that effect. Yeah, yeah. And I put that out there, and it was so damn popular. But even if you're not, all I'm saying is, even if you're not there presently, you've been there at some period of time. You might sure. be head over heels in love, but you laugh at that because you were there, it's you know, six months or two years ago or 10 yeah. years ago. So there is some university, universality to it, and that's great. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, I definitely have, I go through my ups and downs, but, um, 
but I try to remain positive. Um, and you got through it yeah. yeah. uh, through your work. Absolutely. Through your work itself. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to get off subject just briefly here, but I'm a, so I'm a huge beer fan. I've actually made it in once. I'd like to do it again, brewed my own stuff. I bring this up because I just saw that on your shelf there. It says Wordsmith Lager. Is that what that is? Yeah. Do you make your own beer? I do not. I was in, um, I had an, op- uh, last time I was in London, which is just a couple months ago, I had an awesome opportunity to put up a piece at a uh, pub there. Um, and, uh, it was just, it was an awesome opportunity. I actually did part of it in a, like a live event. Um, so they publicized it that I was going to be finishing this piece and part of the event, they, the pub makes their own beer. It's called the Porter house in, um, in Covent garden. Mm-hmm. They make their own beer. So they took some of the lagers that they make and they, and we designed a label for it. Oh, and it was so cool. It was, I think 75 bottles available at the event. So I took a couple and brought them back and, and yeah, it was awesome because I'm a huge beer fan, and seeing oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Wordsmith on a on a label was just uh, was pretty damn cool. That is cool. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna start wrapping it up here. We're getting close to an hour, and uh, but I just wanted to ask uh, one more thing about do you have um do you have sort of a a daily discipline with your work, whether it's uh, a daily writing discipline or any other type of whatever it may be, discipline? I do, I do. I write every day. Um, and for me, that's the secret. I think whatever you do, it's do it every day um, to some degree. And and I said earlier, like I'm an early riser. So you have to find the niche that works for you. And I discovered years ago that, you know, I get up early and I love the routine of the morning. I love the quiet. I love coffee. And I'm very yeah. productive during that quiet time. I do, you know, my best writing uh, then. You know, I think because it has, it's a lot. It has less distractions. And I do love, you know, listening to music while having coffee and, and writing. So it just works for me. It worked for me for, for years. Um, there's some writers that write at night. And I applaud that. You know what I mean? That just, again, you find your niche. I That frustrated me because no matter what I was going to hit a wall and if I was writing really good but was getting tired I got frustrated so I'm like maybe I'll wake up early and it just worked for me because then I can write for an hour two hours six hours eight hours but and that's another thing like when I'm really doing it really hitting the like grinding it out I've learned like maybe at 10 or 11 o'clock just to take a break and I go like hiking in Runyon Canyon it's a canyon you know right here in Hollywood but it's it's close to my home and that just recharges my batteries like I can't wait to get back to the computer and I might write for two three six five hours more and that just works for me so so there is that that secret that you got to find these days um where it's it's more wordsmith and it's not finding the time to do that long form writing i'm still writing every day and creating every day and a lot of it is the art that's why like you're here in my living room but it's actually my studio like like i work out of my apartment and i have a patio that i that i use as my studio and i love that because i can be working on something you know in my office and you know uh, 20 steps away is my patio and I can paint something and just kind of shift gears like that and make it work. Um, so, so that's great. You know, I've, I've not only found the time that I'm, um, efficient, but I found a way to kind of like work in these different mediums, you know what I mean? And, and just kind of like bounce back and forth between it. So I don't have a set thing every day. I mean, 
all my days are different, but you know, there are similarities. Like if I'm doing the art, I usually do get up early and put up some pieces and then do some work on the computer and then maybe do some commissions or, or whatnot. So it's definitely different every day, even though I am creating every day, whether it's whether it's words or paint and words or, or whatnot. Um, and I think that's the secret. Like there are some times, like I just came back from a trip in Chicago and I needed to decompress. I needed a couple of days off. And I think that's also healthy, even mm-hmm. though I was doing a lot of business um, and a lot of answering emails and setting up, you know, next projects. Um, there's even a little bit of writing in that, you know what I mean? Because you're 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 kind of creatively thinking and or communicating with people. So so I don't know. The, the only thing I'll say is just, you know, whatever you do, do it every day to some degree. And uh, and and it turns into a body of work that that hopefully you're proud of. Yeah. Do you have anything like, is there anything that maybe I didn't bring up that you thought I would, or maybe you wished I would, or anything you want to add or talk about? Um, not really. You've been pretty efficient. I'm just trying to think of other things people, you know, have asked about, but I don't know. It was a pretty fluid conversation. Um, I, I can't think of anything that was blatantly, you know, yeah. missed. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, I really, I love this man. And, uh, Wordsmith. I'm not going to say your real name. It's <laughs> cool. <laughs> but uh, I will um, I'll post everything. It's on uh, Triumph and Disaster blog. I'll post a, a bunch of your stuff up there. And uh, thank you, man. Thanks. It's been a really cool talk. Even if uh, it's it's weird. You know, I mean, we had these mics kind of in our face the whole time, but it was just a cool conversation. And I appreciate it. Yeah. It's, you're very easy to talk to, but it's also a subject that I love, you know, talking about. And that's another thing. If anybody has any questions for me that's listening, you know what I mean? I'm on social media. If you go to my Instagram. Yeah. Put, you, please go ahead and yeah, it's, be clear it's, what it's it is. Just, it's Wordsmith on Instagram. No vowels. W-R-T-S-M-T-H. But also there in my bio is my email and just ways to contact me. So if you have any, you know, questions to any degree, you know what I mean? Whether it's, I love your stuff. I want a commission or I'm thinking about doing this as crazy as it sounds. Do you have any advice? I'll, I'll always listen. That's another thing. Like I get messages from people all the time, but again, I said it before that fuels the creative fire. And I love talking to, you know, anybody that, that, that sees my work and, or, you know, wants to talk. And I never want that to go away. You know what I mean? Like I do know some artists that are like, ah, I'm so sick of talking to people or it's just like too much. And I never want that. If I, if that happens to me, I did something wrong because if, if you're looking at Wordsmith's work and if I'm saying aspire to inspire others and the universe will take note, I have to back that up with, I, I really do love talking to people and I'll answer as many messages as I can on a daily basis. And, and again, I never want that to go away. It's part of the thrill, you know what I mean? And it's part of the, the creative fire. And in conversations with people, it could be a conversation like we had now or an email I'm answering, I get ideas, you know what I mean, on, on how to express myself. So it's all, you know, part of the part of the process and and that's that's it just works for me well you're a good guy man and you're doing really really good work and uh and you deserve the success you're having and i wish you even more thank you thank you great to be here thanks and that was wordsmith you guys i hope you like that i hope you like that talk as much as i did and i um if you're not if you're not familiar with his work i'll put everything up on triumph and disaster blog you know maybe about a half a dozen uh examples of his work put some links up and um yeah, so follow him. He's he's super cool. Maybe you've seen his stuff in your city. I don't know. But um, more cool guys coming up. And like I said at the beginning, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to um, to get some guys that aren't just uh, you know in, in movies and that sort of thing. I have some really cool guests lined up. Really, really cool ones that I'm excited about. So uh, 
Make sure to subscribe and keep in touch and triumphanddisaster at gmail.com. If you have anything you want to tell me, any suggestions, whatever the case may be, I'd love to hear from you guys. I promise I always return every email. I always do that. And like I say all the time, um, it really does help if you guys could leave any kind of a quick rating and review on iTunes. It really does help Apple to promote the show. And we'll see you next week. Triumph and Disaster. Thanks.